Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. This is Ginger Minge dishing the dirt and spilling the tea. The sweet tea, that is, with Flame On. But it was in fun on, cause love was never broken. Everything that went wrong went right out into the open. All the words to our song sound like, sounded like a duet, like a duet, sounded like a duet, sounded like a duet. Welcome, everyone, to Drag is the New Spandex. I know. I'm surprised that we're back, too. Um, <laughs> after our, our, our little hiatus. But, you know, things happen. And I know the running joke is, the running bit is, is that I always have a really special guest. But I actually really do this time, and it's time sensitive. We are actually ahead of the game for once. I'm super proud. Now, you guys may be wondering who I'm talking to and who this is. It's me, Oral. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Woo, you're a wonderful audience. I was everybody. <laughs> um, I have our executive producer slash bearskin red, Pat. What's going on? And then everyone, because, you know, sometimes when the planets align and we beg for months all in and then just talk to our homegirl down the street and around the corner, <laughs> we get a super megastar that us in the Central Florida area know really well, but America is about to rave about the one and only on this season's RuPaul Drag Race. Are we season seven? Season seven. Se- season seven. We got Ginger Man, y'all. Oh my God, when is she going to get here? <laughs> <laughs> that bitch is late. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ginger. Thank you. I'm excited to be here in this fancy studio. Or Miss Minge, if you're nasty. And I hope you are. <laughs> yes, um, the, um, the palatial Playmon studio. It's so luxurious. <laughs> it's like filming the series all over again. <laughs> if you got a pack of pretzels and one seltzer for us to split, bitch! I've hit it big. <laughs> Taking it back old <laughs> We put Vaseline on the mics <laughs> so I sound better than I do. We get that good season one filter going. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to be here. 
now we're we're getting you in between a bunch of stuff that you're doing oh. because the season hasn't even started yet and you're running full tilt. They are wearing this fat pussy out. <laughs> out. We're a family show. You can't say that. I'm sorry. They are wearing this overweight pussy out. <laughs> um, you can say whatever you want because I do. Oh, good. Because I have a faulty filter. <laughs> That's the one good thing about being a podcast versus anything else. Anything goes on the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, I said the editors of season seven, no wonder they had to delay this fucking show for three months. They had to figure out how to get around my filthy mouth. <laughs> Just cutting around things. <laughs> when a bleep wouldn't suffice. <laughs> That's why I love... I need to start watching it on Amazon. Because that shit is uncensored. Oh, really? Yeah. Amazon has it uncensored. And um, Hulu has... Like, they have the All-Star season. And then 4 and 5. And have they, they not taken that over yet? Like, World of Wonder or Logo? It's Call it Rulu. <laughs> <laughs> you know they like to throw Rue in front of everything. Even when it don't make sense. <laughs> Welcome to our ruler day party. <laughs> no, but it's Christmas, right? <laughs> Jesus died on the crucifix. <laughs> so you could live, hunty. I don't know what the kids say. I'm assuming that's it. <laughs> I, we're going to have to start. I'm letting you know right now, folks, you're going to be hearing these sound bites from now to the ends of time. I'm, we're going to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> like we're Puerto Rican, we gonna cut it in the parking lot, bitch. I am Puerto Rican. I, I, I want to let that. I want to put that out there so they don't think I'm being a racist. I just paint white for the privilege. I can't wait till Easter when I get to use the, the Rusevich. Can't wait. I, I see a whole lot of chocolates. <laughs> oh, you are a racist. <laughs> Before we actually start the interview, because, you know, we haven't even started shit right now. Um, oh, we started some Easter, shit. Yeah, that's that right? a whole different thing. Speaking of Easter, uh-huh. you perform at multiple locations. I do. Yes. Um, On Easter. That's uh-huh. the one day of the year. <laughs> they roll back that rock and let me out. Um, and It's my own personal second coming. Third, if it's been a good season. Um, I love this dog. I'm just going to put this out there. I love this dog. Havoc, the unofficial mascot. Oh, my God. He's short and fat and breathes like me. <laughs> it's perfect. Now uh, we just put a red wig on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should have done for this interview. Damn it. Zita, you got a wig we can borrow, girl. <laughs> well, I have one in my closet, actually. Oh, I haven't been in a closet in years. <laughs> um. Easter, this past Easter, Easter, were you performing at Hamburger Mary's? Now, the reason I asked, because I was there for a gospel brunch, there was a lovely parade, but then the mimosas started coming really quickly because I was close to the mm-hmm. kitchen and the bar. Well, you're welcome. And, and I, I think I remember you in a really awesome number with the minx. Well, probably. But by then, I was eight. On my way to 30. So, (laughs) were you there? I don't know. Did I do my good Easter cheer? I believe you did. Yeah, E-A-S-T-E-R, Easter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I remember. Yeah. That one part of Easter. And then, (laughs) just, I woke up and I hadn't quite risen, but I wasn't quite dead. Well, I had risen a couple times. (laughs) Oh, I got to stop by my duct tape at the Dollar Tree. Um, so you're 
a local girl. I am born and raised in Florida. Okay, and you were born in Leesburg, right? Yeah, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little secret that I haven't even told the rest of the world yet. Ooh, I was Leesburg. born in Leesburg, uh-huh. but I was raised in Umatilla. Oh my! Uh huh. <laughs> you can't even find that shit on Google.com. <laughs> I once knew a man in Leesburg. He was very nice. Shout out to you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Leesburg too small. Can't can't be. That's right. That, it's a lovely town when you lock your doors and drive real fucking fast. <laughs> you know, I got lost on my way back to Orlando and had to take four forty one straight down. A leaf falls in the road mm-hmm. on my way home. I'm I'm fucked. Um, <laughs> I drove through everything. I drove through all of what Lake County has to offer. Which isn't much. Two cornfields. And, and a crossdresser. <laughs> That's about it. Um. So what was growing up in like rural Florida? Rural? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, actually, I can sit here and I can make jokes about it all day long. But those are some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet in your mm-hmm. life. Because even if they don't understand you or agree with your choices, they still consider you part of them. Mm-hmm. And they embrace that. Um, when my husband and I first moved from New York, I met him in New York when I was doing Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. And um, Where were you? I was a dancing fork. Mm-hmm. I was the best fork on Broadway. <laughs> um Anyway, before I was so rudely distracted, because I have ADHD, uh, not HD, that's terrible, I can't afford that. Um, no, when we decided to move from New York back here, we wanted to get married, and everybody in my family's been married on my grandparents' property in Leesburg. Um, so we decided we wanted to do that, and strangely enough, the entire town like came to our rescue because we didn't have any money. We had the local Leesburg flower shop. Uh, donate $4,000 worth of flowers. The local Win Dixie catered it. Girl, it was good. We had fried chicken and cake. You know, if you don't know Win Dixie, Win Dixie's going through some hard times, but mm. their chicken, oh, when you need it the And most. those ribs? Tell me about that it. That make you slap somebody, bitch. Uh, probably yourself. Because <laughs> you ate too damn much and you got a case of the sugars. You got to make sure you come back to reality. Um, but I mean, the entire town just kind of pitched in and helped us pull the wedding together. And it was one of those cases where many times we heard, I don't understand what you're doing, but if this is what you want, we're going to stand behind you. Um, and it's pretty much been the same way with Drag Race as well. Mm. I mean, I've been doing drag for 10 years now and, um, they may not have understood why I was putting on wigs and heels and prancing around, uh, but they are very proud to have somebody representing them for the very first time on a national platform, an international platform, really, at this point. That's awesome. Isn't it? You know, you get, you know, us city folk, and by city folk, Orlando, <laughs> which, you know, isn't that big to begin with, you could throw a brick in this town and find another A, bottom, and B, <laughs> But bottom, <laughs> power bottom. That's what you were searching for. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but like we're, you kind of still get that close knit family, and it, mm. it's nice to know that that's like throughout Central Florida and the surrounding areas. But you, how long did you stay in Leesburg, Umatilla? Um. Well, I was in. Umatilla until I was about 14 years old. Mm. And then I moved to Leesburg um, for three years. Three. Yeah, because when I was 18, I moved to New York. Okay. And then 18, 19, 20, when I was 20, about to turn 21, I moved back. And I've been in Orlando ever since. I didn't go back to Leesburg. 
Ooh, somebody got a grinder alert. Someone's playing trivia crack. I'm looking at you, Pat. What? <laughs> what? Gosh. I have to keep my, my, my wits sharp for Orlando game night in the Bear Den every Monday night. Oh. From 9 till midnight. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You should keep it sharp and come play bingo with me at the Parliament. The world-famous Parliament House Resort and Taco Palace. Every I, Wednesday. You know... If only they had tacos. I mean, a lot Oh, my... Wouldn't gosh. that be delicious? <laughs> it would be. Right? I, I would be more inclined to cancel some of these out-of-town bookings and stay if they had a taco bar. So, did you first do drag in in Lake County? Um, well... It, well, actually, yes. Okay, if we want to go back to the very first time I ever put on yes. a wig and heels. Let's do a deep dive. A deep we? dive. Honey, I'm only five foot three. <laughs> I'm the shallow gene pool. <laughs> um, well, when I was uh, 17, I had borrowed my cousin's boyfriend's ID to get into Attitudes, which was our little gay club mm-hmm. in Leesburg. And I figured that the only way that I could pull that off and actually get in was if I went in drag. Because our facial features were similar enough, but if you looked at my boy face next to his boy face, man, you could tell. (laughs) (laughs) Who that woman? Hoppo, who that woman? (laughs) Um, So I got me some drugstore makeup. I borrowed a wig from the Bay Street Players Theater over in Eustis, and I went in drag. Um, I look like a cracked out Carney Wilson. But somehow it worked, and I got in, and... I figured that after as drunk as I got that night and all of the regrets that I had had because of it, um, I would never do drag again. So then flash forward years later, and I was suddenly getting paid to do drag at the Orlando Fringe Festival because I got cast as um, a drag in a drag role for an original play called Boys, Boys, Boys. And um, ever since then, it just kind of took over my life. Now, do you see, like, you as like you know runway in your street clothes like boy you and ginger as like two sort of separate entities that kind of morph into one you know that's actually a really interesting question and it's one that i've been asked a lot since you know this whole kickoff began Mm. um no i think i'm one of the few drag queens and and I'm totally fine calling myself a drag queen. I don't need to be called a gender illusionist or a female impersonator. No, but you can tell I'm not a female. I ain't impersonating shit. <laughs> but um, the one thing that's really different between me and a lot of the other girls, especially on the season, I think that Ginger's more of an extension of Joshua. Like I don't I don't see a direct line between the two of them. Um, it's like going to the grocery store and they've got. A can of soda for sale for twenty nine ninety five. Well, whether I'm in drag or out of drag, I'm gonna look at that and go, "Bitch, why are they selling soda for twenty nine ninety five? It's just the exterior that changes. The interior is completely the same. Okay, I can totally see that. You know, because sometimes people kind of like compartmentalize, mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes I, I completely understand that. You know, like one aspect, you know, like when you work at night, it's you're always being out. I see, you know, Pat go through it all the time where. You know, you're the karaoke host. You're out there drinking. Ooh, bitch, I'm tired. I've been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta, I gotta go. I need to stop by, you know, Taco Bell on the way. I hope to God I make it before three (laughs) o'clock. And like, you know, when, when they wake up the next day, they're like a completely different kind of like by the book sort of person or not Mm. as like high maintenance, high energy. And so like, it's always fun. I'm always high maintenance. (laughs) 
always. Not very high energy because I am an overweight, asthmatic, cross-dressing chain smoker. Um, but <laughs> I, I do always, you know, I, I draw from everything in my past. That's how I made Ginger. That's how Ginger became what she is. Um, and I think one of the things that hopefully people will find very, if not likable, refreshing about me is that I'm completely real. I'm completely 100% myself the entire season. Mm-hmm. There's no pretenses. Now, did you at one point say, I didn't come here to make friends? No, that was Sasha Bell. <laughs> when you're in New York and you come back, do you come back with, you know, Ginger already fully formed? Were you doing drag? I didn't do drag in New York. I, I had, I did not even think about it. It didn't cross my mind because I was so engulfed in what I was doing there. You know, I was there for three years total. For a year and a half, I was doing beauty movies. And then for the second year and a half that I was there, I was doing costuming for Lion King, costuming and merchandising. And when you're in. Black men Hello. <laughs> One of two. One of two Broadway shows where you have black people on. <laughs> right. When are they going to revive the Wiz? <laughs> P.S. That show had nothing to do with what I thought it was about. <laughs> oh, I still enjoyed it, though. Um, I'm sorry about interrupting. No, you're fine. Um, so when you're in, you know, for me, I grew up in the theater from the time I was six months old. That's what my entire life was, was performing or being involved in theater in some way or another. And um, I was just so engulfed in it that I couldn't see past it. I couldn't think about, well, what's next? What's the next step? I actually had a mental breakdown. And that's the reason that I left um, New York altogether. I just couldn't handle it anymore. Uh, so we moved back here, and then everything got back on track. And it wasn't until I tried to get back into the theater that the only opportunity that I had was to play this drag queen in this original play. So I took it, and I didn't know that it was going to lead to this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, so you said you performed in the French Festival. Yes. Okay, and then after that, where were you doing drag? Well, from the French Festival, I got cast over at Sleuth's Mystery Dinner Theater. They do an amazing job there, and I have enjoyed myself many a time. That's that unlimited free wine and beer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I've been there, I've been there nine years now. Oh, wow. Um, and and I'm still there and I'm not going to give it up because I absolutely love it. It's one of the few actual theatrical outlets that I still have. Um, but. Bitch, I've seen you everywhere. (laughs) Right? I'm always wasted. I'm sorry. I like herpes. I'm everywhere. I pop up when you least expect it. Um, but I, I went there and in order to work there as a boy, you've got to be able and willing to play both male and female roles. Mm-hmm. So when I started getting approached by different uh, show directors around town to actually come and do legitimate drag, um, I had no name. I had no clothes. I had nothing except for what I used in Boys, Boys, Boys and at Sleuths. So the owner of Sleuths came up to me and she said, I'll pay for everything. If you take the name Ginger Minge, I was like, okay, okay. I like, I like Gilligan's Island. And she's like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you. No, 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 no. Let me tell you what it, why, why? I can't get my voice that low. It hurts. Um, she said that when they first opened Sleuths, I mean, Sleuths has been around for 30 years now. Um, they had one of the original shows that we have a Squires in and one of the main characters in that, his name is Simon and he's a Scotsman. Well, during the mingle portion, 
he went out into the crowd to talk to people. He went up to this red-headed woman, and he screams across the room, Hey, do you think that one's got a ginger minge? Well, she happened to be from the UK. She knew that ginger minge was slang for red vagina, and she punched him in the face, broke his jaw. So it became this huge legend within sleuths um, that, you know, it was the thing that nobody talked about, but everybody talked about. And she thought it would be fun if once and for all we just owned it and moved on. So I was broke. I took the name. I took her money. And it just seemed to kind of be the right fit for me. I mean, I still feel like it's the perfect name for me. I couldn't see myself with another one. I really like that story. It's just like, you know, I see you. You're going to be a star. <laughs> you're a star, Ken. You remind me of a red pussy. <laughs> Every once in a while, make you take your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> do I Do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a terrible host. Oh, I think you're just fine. I'm just laughing. You know what I feel like? I feel like Monique when she had her show on BT. <laughs> Where she's just kind of like bobbleheading at uh-huh. everybody. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, mm-hmm. she's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time I felt like on that show, every time she like walked out or got like lowered down from the ceiling or popped up from the floor, <laughs> she rubbed her Oscar like it was the stuff from Showtime. Nam yo ho yo. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted her, like, so secretly, when I was watching that show, I wanted her to listen to somebody's story just just so intently, and then at the end go, that's precious. Isn't that precious? I won an Oscar for precious. God, that would have been great. Um, So, what has been your favorite part about performing as gingerman like anywhere whether it be in florida you know traveling around the country mm, i put the cunt in country honey. <laughs> um there's a lot of wonderful things about it i think one of the things that stands out for me because it's so different um as far as i'm concerned you know with a lot of the other entertainers is i get to perform in restaurants, you know, I'm a show director for Hamburger Mary's here in Orlando, and 90% of our clientele are straight families with children. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in the theater, I taught children's theater for a long time. I was a substitute teacher in Lake County for a while, and uh, working with kids is something that's always been very important to me. So being able to help them understand that drag is not something that's scary. I mean, it can be. <laughs> if you've seen some of these bitches. Um, but it's really something that should be celebrated because it's just a fun art form. And I get to see that on a weekly basis at Hamburger Mary's. And that's something that I think is really, really, really cool. What is the easiest part for you about being Ginger? Um, the easiest part for me is that Ginger's not a character. I don't have to work myself into slipping her on and putting on a false front and going out there. Give me a microphone and I'll talk to people. Obviously. (laughs) And they're like, we can't get this bitch to shut up. Um, I I just, I love meeting people. I love talking to people. I like being funny. I like being serious, whatever. Um, The easiest part to me is just putting on a wig and grabbing a microphone and trying to relate to folks. As we do in the South. Um, Which brings me to your Southern Belle charm. Oh, do I have any? (laughs) 
Thank you, Charmaine. Oh, thanks. I mean, I also think that one day I'm just going to wake up and I'm going to find a man. But, you know, <laughs> hope a lie. That's why I saw a couple of them under the overpass, girl, well, right down the street. Y'all, you could wake up and see a couple. Um, what do you think it is about, like, our area in, in general that produces, like, such... Like I guess quality, and maybe not so quality. Like the <laughs> drag queens that like the nation kind of clings to, because you know, like we're really, I think in Orlando, really eclectic. You have yeah. like you know your pageant like girls. You have people who do like both like comedy and like showgirl stuff. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes really out there sort of performances like what do you think it is about orlando that well i think it's you know it's kind of what makes orlando what it is uh, outside of drag i mean just in general mm-hmm. orlando is a very transient kind of play i said transient not transsexual so please don't write me hate mail if you don't know that word you can google it not hate mail i'm sure you know what that means <laughs> you've all sent me enough of it already you fucking bitches uh <laughs> hi reddit uh <laughs> Um, I think it's because, you know, there's very few of us who were born and bred in Florida. Mm -hmm. We get people from all over the world and they all kind of end up here. So it's a melting pot. We have people who are well-versed in all sorts of things. So I think that, um, yes, it's true. We do have a thriving pageant scene. It's the South. Pageants are what we do. We like big hair and sequins. It's true. And I've spent plenty of time in pageants. But you've also got you know, girls like me who can sing and be funny. Mm-hmm. You've got um, people like Darcel Stevens who are, hand her a microphone and bitch put on a depends because you're gonna roll out pissing. I mean, it's she's so funny. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, a lot of the transgendered girls over at Parliament House who are absolutely stunning to look at and do a lot more of the serious kind of entertainment. Um, don't you sit there and make those faces. I'm being. <sighs> No, oh, no. I can't believe you just held up that sheet of paper that said that. No, I, so, no, right. no I am not, not going to go down like that. I am not going to get cut. Is that the first time you haven't gone down like that? Oh, uh, I walk right into that. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I think it's because Florida has such um, a, a unique take on everything that we can offer you anything that you want. It's like a smorgasbord. It's an all-you-can-eat. We are the golden corral of drag here in Central Florida. And I think that's awesome. You know, behind um, California, we've had the most drag race girls. I've, you know, I was thinking about that. I couldn't remember who. It's that East Coast, West Coast connection. Mm-hmm. It's that rivalry. It's that beef. You don't <laughs> see Latrice just like getting good. <laughs> oh, God. I just spent the other night with Latrice. And I've known her for years. And she cracks me up. She could just look at you and go, <laughs> And you won't stop laughing for about 30 minutes. And you know why? Because she's a real person. Mm-hmm. There's nothing false about her. And I, I think she's really been kind of a driving force with me about making sure that everything you do, just be genuine and sincere with it. And it was actually nice because season five was the the first, oh, uh, not five, uh, season six was the first and only season so far that didn't have a, an Orlando queen. Yeah, and we saw how that went. Florida queen. <laughs> Listen, aside from I know I love all the girls from season five. I've had an opportunity to meet them and talk to them. I knew several of them before the season started, but 
you could watch from episode two when Bianca walked in the room. You knew that bitch was going to win. How could you not? I mean, she just dominated the entire competition. Um, I will say about season seven without giving too much away. Because we this... all get sued by MTV. MTV, please, if you listen to it. Please don't sue me. I ain't got shit for you to take anyway. You've taken my dignity already. Um, <laughs> I will say about season seven, it, they did a, an extremely good job with casting this year because other than Miss Fame, Mm-hmm. None of us were really known outside of our circles. Of course, I, Kennedy Davenport and I were from the pageant scene. We had traveled. Some people knew us, but for the most part, it's anybody's game walking into it. We're probably the closest cast that they've ever had. I mean, we all love each other. We all hang out. We're a fraternity of sisters, but it is probably also the bitchiest cast because everybody walked in there with a point to make and to prove. And let the sparks fly, girl. That's all I'm going to say. Let the sparks fly. Well, you know, there's, like, I feel like some people in the past, when you watch Drag Race, they think, you know, I'm here. I made it. It's going to be like a gravy train from here on out. And then you see those bitches, those hungry bitches Mm -hmm. that just, they go for the jugular each and every challenge. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love. Every bitch is hungry. We starved ourselves before we got there because everyone is hungry this year. There are no filler queens. None. Week to week. Oh, God bless her sweet soul. (laughs) That's Southern for fuck her. (laughs) Um, no, everybody, from week to week, nobody knew how it was going to shake out because everybody's so talented in a different way and everybody really, really, really wanted it. Mm-hmm. And what I said in the trailer is completely true. I want to win because I'm better than you. <laughs> and what I meant by that, which a lot of people don't quite understand from the clip, is that, yes, I want to win. We're all here to win, but I don't want to win because everybody's bad. I want to win because everybody's at the top of their game and everybody is capable of winning. So I could say I beat the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I'll be able to say I beat the best of the best. So if you, you know, love drag, if you are, you know, kind of like parallel to drag, if you're a drag queen, like everyone's familiar with drag rates. Like, you know, it exploded. It saved Completely. logo. Cause you know, how many times <laughs> you watch old episodes of Will and Grace. <laughs> Uh, here's Noah's Ark all 13 episodes of it and we can play it for the next 16 years can we get queer as folk <laughs> at least there's a couple seasons um, but like you know everyone's a fan um, did you see like the first season and think that's what I'm going to, to do like you know did you think you were ready like right out the gate I could do this or did you feel like it wasn't for you or were you waiting for it to catch on so you could get a hundred thousand dollars instead of twenty thousand in coupons to the Howard Johnson? Oh, good old Oh, she can't even stay there anymore. <laughs> Did she get kicked out? I don't know. God, I love her. I've known her for years. Good old James. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm America's best drag superstar. <laughs> um everybody's gonna hate me after this interview that's okay i've had a good time Uh, (laughs) thank you and good night um well to be completely honest with you i've been watching from season one and i enjoyed it 
um, once it started to take off and I started to work with a lot of the girls who had been on previous seasons, I said, yeah, I'm going to end up on there, especially after season five, which was like the Florida battle. Roxy and J. Jolie and Coco and Detox. I mean, we had all of these girls who I had grown up with here in Florida. And I said to myself, you, you can audition one time. Whether you make it or not, you're going to do it once. But you're not going to audition until you have your personal life in order. Because you don't need to be like these other girls who come home and can't pay their rent. Their car's been repossessed. Their power's not on. They sleeping on a friend's couch. You can't be like that. So I told myself I would give it one shot. Because I'm a very religious person. And if it's meant to be, it's going to be. Mm. Um, so I made sure that. My husband and I and our dog had a roof over our heads. We both had steady jobs. We had money in the bank. And the, the, the car was paid off. I made sure everything was in order so that no matter what happened, I could come home and have a regular life. Mm-hmm. So I was going to actually wait until season eight because eight is my lucky number. And I just, I always said, I'll just wait for season eight. That's the Chinese lucky number two. Oh, well, hello. It's a good luck for you. Make you sparkle like diamond in the sky. <laughs> it's also my favorite order app. Oral app? Oh, oh, so good for you. Um, <laughs> so I had worked with Juju B in New York last December. Like, not this past December, but the one before. She's one of my favorites. I love her too. She's so much fun. So much fun. And a real genuine person. It's always the genuine people that keep working years after their season, like Latrice and like Jujubee or Pandora Box, any of them, mm-hmm. um, who I happen to, to really, really care for. Um, I worked with her, and we were at the meet and greet afterwards, and she looks over at me, and she says, well, honey, when are you going to do Drag Race? And I said, I haven't even thought about it, girl. She said, you are so good with these people. You're so good at talking to these fans. That's what they need, and I think it would be a really good stepping stone for you. So why don't you try? I didn't think anything about it, mostly because I was drunk. So I moved on, and then all of a sudden, I found myself for weeks on end working with one Drag Race girl after another. And each one of them started to tell me, oh, Miss Ginger, you know, you should audition. I think now's the time for you to audition. So then I have like a week before the auditions are due, the the tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get an email from Logo saying, uh, we know that you're interested in auditioning. There's a week left, so please get your tape together and send it to us within the next three or four days so we could tell you if anything needs to be changed. Well, I set up with my roommate, and we taught ourselves how to edit video on YouTube. Uh, we filmed everything with my iPhone. or I, I don't even have an iPhone. <laughs> Galaxy. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Samsung. No, I love it. I love it. I love it, actually. It's, it's big and beautiful like me. And it's really into flashing. So <laughs> we, we filmed it all on the phone. We edited it all together, and we sent it in. And I didn't hear anything for a couple days, so I sent them another message, and I was like, um, if you need anything to be changed, please tell me, because as you could probably see, I don't know how to edit or film anything. It's going to take me a minute. And they wrote back, no, we got it. Everything's in order. Thank you. Uh, and then I didn't hear anything for a while. And then all of a sudden it was boom, 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 boom. You're on the show. Here's your ticket. Come and see us. And I knew just something inside of me knew that this was the time that every all these girls I had met them for a reason I'd worked with them for a reason they were telling me to do this for a reason 
Um, and it just all kind of worked out for me this year. So I'm very grateful for that. I, I know what you mean. You feel like, you know, the universe has kind of like aligned itself. It's like, bitch, you're coming now. You're not coming at all. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, I prayed about it. I did. I am a cross dresser for Christ. And it, it just felt right. And I even said in my video, I said, you can use me. You cannot use me. But you can also rest assured this is the one and only time I'm doing this because y'all want too much shit in this video. Didn't sleep for three days. I've, I've been there too. Not because of illicit drugs. Just <laughs> there was nothing illicit about them. <laughs> I was just up for a while <laughs> on an adventure. We they had things to do and people to meet. I thought that they they told you if it's if you're up for more than four hours to go see a doctor. Mm. Mm. I don't listen to doctors. I'm black. <laughs> you are <laughs> um well so so talking about your audition video uh-huh okay now i've seen bits and pieces of of different queens audition videos and actually it wasn't until today that i realized so you you guys said we'll get to the cover girls too i didn't realize that they did a, uh, an original cover girls album for last season's queens mm-hmm. i had no fucking clue about this how i missed that for an entire fucking year <laughs> i don't know how no you idea. missed it either no clue um so i was i was watching those and i guess now after your season is is over and done they'll do they'll go back and they'll re-edit uh these videos because they added well i'm not sure because last year they actually released the cover girl videos with the audition tape footage on it that was all okay that all went out in one shot yeah that's what i was wondering and when we signed our contracts with world of wonder you know it says right in there that they now own your audition video so you can't show it to anybody you gotta delete it off your shit or some stealth vipers snipers (laughs) viper snipers will come into your room at four o'clock in the morning and duct tape you to the wall as they delete it themselves. I mean, they're serious about that shit. World of wonder. We own everything. <laughs> your world is ours. <laughs> so, so what kind of, what kind of stuff? Cause I, in seeing it, I'm now seeing the fact that like all the queens have like the one song that they have to lip sync to. Like I've seen other videos where there's pieces where they're lip syncing and they're showing performances and whatnot. But I never really noticed like the the multiple outfits and here's this one song. Oh my god, season seven, they doubled the application process. They doubled everything you needed to do. When I was like, well shit, why'd I have to wait till this season? <laughs> I got asthma. I don't have time for this. Um, we had to answer um twenty one questions as a boy in five minutes or less. Which, I'm Southern, I've barely answered two questions in an hour and a half with you. My whole video starts with me looking at the camera going, okay, you've asked me to do this in this amount of time, but I'm going to tell you I'm a long-winded cross-dresser from the South, so we'll see how this goes. Ready? Go. Um, <laughs> then we had to transform into drag and show anywhere between 8 and 14 different runway looks that we pulled from our closet. Then we had to do um, the courtroom acting scene from season five from the finale. Oh, God. We had to play all of the characters and edit that together so they could see how we would do with something like that. We had to do a 99 cent store challenge where you take $25 to your dollar store, get a bunch of shit and kind of throw it together. I made a very cute dress, P.S., and nobody has gotten to see it. It's made out of dishcloths. 
So whenever I get drunk and roll around on the floor, I can, I'm like a human Swiffer, you know? It's a lot of fun. Um, then we had to do two lip sync songs. We had to do one from RuPaul's Born Naked album, which is so freaking good. It's so good. It's so good. Can you ask which song it was? I did Geronimo. We were just talking about Geronimo. I love that. I may look like a little white boy, but I think in my head that I am Nicki Minaj when I am in drag. <laughs> and no, I didn't get minge from Minaj. But I, I like to think I, I have a big old ass. I paid enough for it. I might as well shake it around a little bit, you know? I wanted a song that I could really get into, and that one just stuck out to me. I loved it. I still love it. It's such a good song. But I think the album overall is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, then I they wanted us to showcase one of our best numbers that really personifies our character. So I did Saved, which is a gospel number. Bitch, I was on the floor screaming at Jesus, beating my hands, shouting my wig off, uh, just giving them all of what I could. Um, then we had to do... Let's see what else so much i don't even remember there was a lot there was a couple more things that we had to do that i can't even think of right now it was intense and it only prepared you for the knockdown drag out onslaught onslaught that you had to go through completely completely and you know you could sit there and you could say i've talked to everybody i know that's ever been on that show before or um i've watched every single episode so i know what's coming this season is so different you do not know what the hell is around the next corner. We didn't know what the hell was around the next corner. And it doesn't seem real until you turn that corner into the workroom for the first time. And you suddenly see all that pink everywhere. You see all those cameras. You see that makeup mirror that you can't quite look into because there's cameras behind that too. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing was trying to put on like my liquid eyeliner and seeing little lights blinking on the other side or hearing people going, camera three on ginger. So, you know, because we have to, we have to be very careful because well, the weather, you know, I'm just. I think they're outside the window right now. I'm sorry. Please don't kill me. There's so much to possibly live for. What's that pink sparkly Ben doing outside of my house now? But you get. Rhinestone camouflage. You get back. You're still very tight-lipped. You mm-hmm. claim to have MRSA, which you did. I did. That was not a lie. Mm-hmm. And then you get announced. And then your whole world turns upside down in a second? Completely. Well, it was also very strange because everybody who knew me on a personal level knew that I had been struggling with MRSA for a long time. I had it really bad. Mm-hmm. And I was in the hospital until the day that I left. And I had MRSA while I was there. They had to hire a specific nurse to come in just for me. So she'd have to come and clean me up and get me ready to go back out there for the next scene, whatever we were doing. Um, and that happened, you know, it, it was not fun. It wasn't a, a fun thing, but I also pride myself on not really being a liar. Mm-hmm. I'm Southern, so I'll stretch the truth just a pinch if it'll help me a little bit. But, um, I thought that it was the most natural thing to say. You know, I, I do have MRSA, so I'm going to go away to a hospital with no Wi-Fi <laughs> in Guadalajara or something. I don't remember. Um, but I got back. They gave me my phone back on the last uh, day there, my last day there. They handed me my phone, and I turned it on when I got to the airport, and that motherfucker blew up, literally blew up. I had to go. When I landed, I had to go right to AT&T and get me a brand new phone. Because there were 
thousands of messages between face both of my Facebook accounts, um, Twitter, Instagram, everything had just blown up. And everybody's like, I know you don't have Marissa, bitch. <laughs> she said, I didn't know you spelled Marissa R-P-D-R. <laughs> and it's so hard to, it's hard, it's so hard to go through your day-to-day life and try to just put yourself back into a normal routine when everybody that you run into wants to talk about drag race mm-hmm. or wants you to admit to them and only them that you had been on RuPaul's Drag Race. And you sit there going, I know all these motherfuckers know. I know they all know. And I feel so stupid. But I've got to look you right in the eye and go, oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Still recovering, girl. Like, it's, that's hard. That was the hardest part. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then the cast gets announced and I didn't even know that it was being announced at that time. I didn't know that. I was going to be the first one that was announced on TV at a specific time. I was driving in the car and my phone started good. Ding, 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 ding. Everybody's like, oh, bitch, I knew it. Oh, look at you. I wish you did have mercy and die, you fat whore. <laughs> I was talking to Darian Lake and I had, you know, I had met her a couple times before, but we weren't close. But she somehow got my phone number and she called me the day after the cast had been announced and she said, Okay, what was your first piece of hate mail? <laughs> and I said, well, mine was, please do me a favor and kill yourself live on TV, uh, live on season seven, you fat bitch. And um, she said, oh, that's very similar. Mine was, I hope you get diabetes and die, you fat, ugly whore. <laughs> so we bonded over the hatred a little bit. Um, it's really crazy because... You never know how people are going to take you. Mm -hmm. You never know how they're going to respond to you, especially at this point when so little has been put out there for them to really grasp onto. Yeah. I mean, you guys know me. You've seen me. We've dealt with each other. We're still dealing with each other. (laughs) Um, So you get my sense of humor. You get kind of my brand of drag and where I come from. But there's people in, I don't know, Guam. That are emailing me and saying I'm either the biggest inspiration or the biggest disappointment that they've ever seen. And it's really hard to try to find the balance between those mentally mm-hmm. within yourself to go, all right, well, I'm getting some. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Really, really hateful comments and I'm getting some people who just wish that I was dead for some reason. But I'm also getting like 10,000 other compliments. 
from other people. So it's, you really have to keep that in perspective. And I'm still learning that. I'm still trying to teach myself that. Um, the, a lot of the girls from this season and myself were in a texting group. Mm-hmm. So we all get up together every morning and we share a cup of coffee as we text each other and smoke our cigarettes. We're so old. I, swear. <laughs> I feel like I'm 912. But, um, it's interesting to hear how they're reacting to it as well, because it's not just me. It's mm-hmm. all of us. I mean, there's a lot that are getting a lot worse than I am. And I feel so bad for them because I know them on a personal level and I know yeah. how, how amazing they are and how wonderful they are. Um, and it's interesting just to see how we all deal with it and reconcile the hatred within ourselves. You know, it's, it's so weird. I guess that kind of leads me to my next question. Like what is, has been the best part to come out of drag race, even though as we record this drag race hasn't happened yet. No, it ha- I mean, well, it's happened for I me. Mean, yeah. <laughs> I've got the scars to prove it. Well, depending on when people listen to this, cause this is actually going out. We, we're, we're so excited to actually have you here and recording this with us mm-hmm. that we're releasing this on a special, a special day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's a completely different, different take on it. Because Veterans Day. <laughs> Perfect. We wanted to make sure. So if we have a lot of diehard Dragon's Mini Spandex fans out there. Like, For oh, all yes. four episodes we've done. We've <laughs> done more than that. I know. In this room, we've recorded like four, but you know, there was. <laughs> There was that night on OBT. There was. There was. was a lot of fun. It was Benda La Creme. We we interviewed (laughs) Benda La Creme. I love her. Sitting underneath the marquee of Parliament House. Like, literally sitting right (laughs) underneath it at 4.30 in the morning. Can I tell you something about Benda La Creme right now? Please do. Um, I have yet to meet her. I mean, we've spoken, but I've never met her. And I just had, I said, I've got to apologize to you. Because everybody is saying I'm this season's Benda La Creme. But they love to put us in boxes. They like to say, oh, she's going to get the Darien Lake edit, or she's going to be the Roxy Andrews or the Fifi O'Hara. And then I kept getting the, oh, my God, she's like a fat Bindle of cram. <laughs> I said, I'm a, a topical cram. Like, <laughs> I'm for when you're chafing because I'm, I have, I'm very uncensored. I, I say a lot of terrible shit. It all comes from a good place, but... I don't think that the world is prepared <laughs> for what a bitch I can actually be. I'm one of those good Christian bitches, you know? Love that show on ABC. Don't I, I ABC. love that Right! Right! And it's just, it's very funny to me that people perceive us all to be certain things. They've put us into these boxes when they don't know anything about who we are or what we've done as far as the show goes. And I just, it, it cracks me up. To see time after time after time that I'm either Benda Lacram or I'm getting a Darien Lake edit. And while I love both of them, I'm nothing like either one of them. And I know that, and the other girls know that, and you know that, but now it's time to let the rest of the world see that. For good, bad, or indifferent. Because if you love Benda Lacram, bitch, you probably ain't gonna like me. <laughs> um, so, what are your hopes? Besides the money, girl. Besides <laughs> the money and the booking. Like, I don't need the money. I want the crown. <laughs> I love some Ron Stones. I got ADHD. Makes me like to, to look at it. It sparkles. Just play with it in the mirror a little bit. Um, what, what do you want most to come out of Drag Race and like your experience with it? 
Well, actually, I that was one of the very first questions that we had to talk to Rue about, you know, it, not even on the show, just, you know, as part of the process of getting cast. Where they pulled the black bag from over your head, <laughs> and Rue calls you in front of you. <laughs> right. With a beret on, you get one cigarette. Um, no, it, they also, when we got our final calls, our, our Skype interviews with the producers, they said one thing that Rue really wants to know is what do you hope comes of this experience? What are your aspirations in drag, past drag race? Mm. And I was just honest. I said, you know, I've been doing theater my entire life. Um, the thing that I know RuPaul from best was playing the guidance counselor in the Brady Bunch movie. I said, I want to be the next RuPaul or Divine who broke down those barriers and didn't play drag queens in mainstream movies for the most part. They played women. They played legitimate female roles. And that's what I really, really, really hope this translates into for me. I want to be able to go out there and and play any role that I want to in television, movies, Broadway, whatever, without having somebody go, well, you can't do that because you're a man. Or you can't do that because you're five foot two and built like a bulldog. He's sitting right next to me. That's why I said that. Um, so I, I just, I'm, I'm hoping to break down those barriers a little bit more for myself and try to follow what the two of them had set out doing. That's really cool. Like I, um, I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. Like, you know, like that would be one of the reasons you'd want to do it. I just see money. <laughs> I see lots and lots of money. And free trips to places. <laughs> well, you say free trips, but I just got off of this tour, this all expense paid <laughs> kickoff tour, where they, those hotels like to put a 200, 300, $400 hold on your credit card for each one. And when you're in a different one every night for a week, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and yeah, you might get it back. But you're suddenly digging under the bed in the hotel room for change, trying to get a fucking cab to the airport. I mean, it's, it's rough. I had to tell them a couple of times. I ain't got that RuPaul money. <laughs> Before we let you go, what's the tour been like? Because you can talk about that. I can talk about the tour. The tour's been wonderful. Um, we've gotten to go to some really big markets, some places that I've never been, and meet a lot of incredible people. Like the, where? Like where? Well, we went to L.A., which even though I had been there to film the show, I never got to see L.A., Cause they tape you into that room at night, girl. <laughs> they don't let you see nothing. They drive you in the van from the hotel to the studio. So I actually got to go explore a little bit. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we performed at the Mayan Theater, which is beautiful. Oh God, beautiful, huge. I turned the corner to come out there for my first walk. I went, oh shit, it keeps going. <laughs> I, I usually like to say that. Ooh, it keeps going, baby. Um, then we went to Vegas, which was probably my favorite that we've done so far because I'm a huge fan of Showgirls. It is my favorite movie of all time. Director's Cut. You have to see the Director's Cut. Um, so I got to go and kind of scout out the locations of where they filmed it and, and kind of relive my teen years. You're snoring, baby. He's snoring. He's so cute. Um, and then, with that one, more so than the other ones that we did, we were right in the middle of the crowd. Mm. So I love to talk to people and meet people. I met so many people that night. I took so many pictures. And even though I look like boo damn it, most of them, it was still a lot of fun. Um, then after that, we left and we went to Chicago. I love Chicago. I'm there twice a year anyway for Continental. 
and uh, had a great time there. Those were probably the craziest fans. Not in a bad way, but just like the most vocal, like screaming, cheering, mm. thousands of them. It was amazing. And then we left from there and went right to New York City, which is my old stomping grounds. And it was it was nice to be back in the city. And about an hour into it, I realized why I left in the first place. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold. Give back my twenty dollars. <laughs> gotta go. Bye. It's not me. It's Darian Lake. Get her. <laughs> Stacy Lane Matthews, what you doing out of Max Swamp, bitch? <laughs> I learned that's what I have to do when people are getting on my nerves. I just tie a do rag around my head and say, "Henny, <laughs> let's go listen to the bullfrogs and sip sweet tea, Henny." So, outside of the drag race world, uh huh. So you actually have you have a couple of ties to to some of our closest drag friends. Do I? You Shout do. out to everybody. <laughs> hey, y'all, hey, how your mama? Tell us, say hey. Um, well, you are you are good friends with the first ever Drag is a New Spandex interviewee, Miss Chantel Roche. <gasps> hey, That's Chantel. Hi, girl. Actually, Chantel came into my life um, at a time where I really, really needed somebody. And she was amazing to me. Uh, my husband and I moved into her house and lived with her for a couple of years while we were trying to get on our feet. She's the first person that put me in real drag makeup. So technically, I guess she could be considered my drag mother, but she's far too young. So this is my, my pretty older sister. <laughs> um, and to this day, you know, no matter what has happened between us, we're still extremely close. Every time we see each other, it's big hugs and kisses and catching up. It's like a family reunion. I, I love her. Yeah. So we, uh, she's actually been helping out and filling in for you on Wednesday nights. It's true. Cause she is the good Christian. She's a good Christian woman. Just handling my balls while I'm out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the Divine Grace, who actually helped you put together your one-woman show. That's that right. That just recently happened at the Knights of Southern. That's right. Ooh. Cross-dresser for Christ, exclamation point, the musical. Um, It was an incredible experience. It was one of those things that I went into it with the intention of doing something very funny, very like stand-up comedy, boom, 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 joke, 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 here's a little song and dance and we're done. But then when Divine Grace and I sat down to write it, it morphed into this really cathartic, like, telling of my life story. Things that I had never told anybody in public before, not even on Drag Race, you know, things that I've never wanted to talk about, I did. And I sang about it. And if you can't, what I've learned from my years in musical theater, if you can't say it with your words, you can say it with your songs. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the show, I think all of us were in tears. All of me, the audience, Divine Grace, who was down in the front row, uh, my musical director, Spencer Crosswell, who was playing piano, and my backup singer, Janine Klein. Janine fucking Klein, I'm sorry. Copyrighted. Um, we were all in tears because we went on this journey together. Uh, I had done Hedwig for two years, and that was easier than going out there and being myself and telling my own story. And I really kind of owe that to Divine Grace because she's the one that said, your stories are too good to turn them into jokes, girl. You need to just talk. She has that, that kind of effect. We had her in here for, I think actually both her and Chantel had about two hour episodes with us because it just, you start with these stories and you get into and you peel mm -hmm. back these layers and 
Divine Grace has that personality where it's just, yeah. you know, you start, you, you want to open up, you just feel comfortable and you get to that point where it just gets brought out of you. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's great to see. I, I was really happy to see that. Well, she grabbed the forceps and pulled it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to, though, because I, t- I, I may be built like a linebacker, but I'm tired of carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. She helped me just let it go. And I, I'm so grateful to her. I love her. She's amazing. From the moment that I met her just over a year ago, we've really gotten along really well. Yeah. No, she, she's definitely one of the good ones. Now, are you thinking about taking that show on the road? <laughs> well, I'm glad you've asked. Um, I'm actually in negotiations right now to do an off-Broadway run for six weeks in New York during the summer. Uh, and then after that, taking it overseas and doing it for a couple of months over, all over the UK. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to that because that's what I want to do. That's what I was hoping this would propel me into was doing more of the theater, the musicals, the the acting that I wanted to do. It just sounds like a plan to me. Right? Especially when I see these contracts coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm so glad. I had to sign my first contract for a uh, my, my management company. I'm with Producer Entertainment Group out of New York City. And they represent like Wanda Sykes. And Kathy Griffin, as well as Bianca Del Rio, Jinx Monsoon, Ador Delano, mm. um, a lot of the, the heavy hitters in Drag Race. Um, so I was very lucky that they wanted to sign with me. And my personal manager, David, he's been so fantastic about really getting out there, getting my name out there, knocking on doors, beating down the walls, whatever he had to do to get people to notice me. And uh, it's been crazy. It's been so crazy. <laughs> I'm just a little old country boy. He sent me this contract and he said, did you get it? I said, yeah, bitch, I don't understand a word in it. <laughs> I had to take it over to Morgan and Morgan. Are they still around? Are they, are they still a I, thing? I think so. Hashtag Morgan calling and Gilbert. That was over years ago. Oh. <laughs> I'm old and I've been here a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I had to call 1-800-ASK-GARY. I said, Gary, what the hell does this mean? Um, so I did, I did that and the Minx, who is my co-host over at Hamburger Mary's, is also my best friend. Her husband, Jimmy, um, was originally handling a lot of my ma- management right after the announcement uh, until we found David. And David turned around and hired him as my personal assistant. So for the first t- time in my life, I'm not carrying my own bag. I'm not carrying three rolling bags into the club with half a face of makeup on, wigs streaming down Orange Blossom Trail. Like, it's, it's really nice to feel like, um, a real professional. Like, like I'm really out there in the world getting paid to do this shit. And it's really, really cool. Well, girl, you were a professional all along. And then <laughs> I just ascended to the heavens. <laughs> then I click my heels together and go home. Girl. So now, where can our listeners Catch up with you, keep up with you, find you on the interwebs, do all of that. On Grinder, on Jack. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm an old married woman. Um, so you can find me on Scruff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you can find me on Snapchat. That's one of my new favorite things. It's a lot of fun. And it's just Ginger Minge, one word. I'm on Twitter at the Ginger Minge or the, depending on where you're from. Um, I'm on Facebook. Facebook's trying to make me change my name right now. Again? Again. Well, I never had to do it the first go round, but now I got a letter saying, we froze your account, bitch. We know that ain't you. We know you ain't real. So 
So I'm trying to deal with them right now. But I do have a fan page, the Ginger Minge official fan page on Facebook. Um, and then other than that, just like come see me. That's the best way just to find me. Is just bitch, come find me someplace. You're so approachable. Well, I just like to have a good time. I love people. I do, especially if they have alcohol. So meet me at the bar at Hamburger Mary's Orlando. You know, funny story. The the one the one moment of clarity I did have when you were doing a number when I was with you. I saw you <laughs> drinking from other people's glasses. Like, well, bitch, let me finish my drink too, because I already got so many dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I you know it's become a fun game. Well, I say a fun game. It's more fun for the audience than me sometimes. Um, where. I go around and people like to tip me with a dollar and some alcoholic beverage of some sort. And it usually, like, especially on my birthday, it suddenly went from mimosas to shots of Patron. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't handle that kind of shit well. So after 12 shots of Patron in a three, three minute song, there's video of me literally half naked in the street, in the middle of Church Street, just taking off more clothes, playing in the water sprinkler. <laughs> it was a crowning moment, really. <laughs> I think that's the moment that got me on Drag Race. <laughs> Must be. That's going to be what they they play at the, <laughs> right. the crowning ceremony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Well, thank you so much for oh, joining oh, oh, us. Oh, wait. Hold what? on. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> hold on. Well, two things. Two things. One, because we are a gay and geeky podcast, mm-hmm. we need oh, to know yes. what is your geekiest trait thing that you love. Like, are you a comic book nerd? Do you love some Game of Thrones? No, but Game of Thrones loves Ginger Minge. Oh, Did you see that on the season finale last year? I haven't watched it. Oh I'm my season god! Behind. Yeah, it I, says I want to taste a ginger minge. Ooh. It's like, oh, it's great. I'm very popular already. <laughs> <laughs> um. I will say I used to love comic books when I was growing up, but I I, I phased out of them just because I had no money to buy them. Um, but I'm really into Doctor Who, like super oh. super into Doctor Who. David Tennant will always be my doctor, oh. and I liked Matt Smith a lot. I'm totally not into whose tits we've got now. Capaldi, Capaldi. yeah, I, I loved him as the father in the uh, the Fires of Pompeii episode, mm-hmm. but it was great. But I'm just. I feel like he's kind of a step backwards with the progression we've taken in the Doctor. Yeah. I'm not loving it. That was their point. They wanted to go back to more of like the first Doctor where he's old and crotchety. and Yeah, and I get that. But for me, it doesn't work because we've passed it. Yeah. That's like saying, oh, well, for season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race, we're going back to that season one filter (laughs) that nobody liked. <laughs> but everybody knows. We're going back to that tiny little runway in some <laughs> little shack. Now, I would have liked a smaller runway. That thing is fucking huge. Really? It's huge, and I get winded. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to stop halfway. Cut the camera. I need a Twinkie or something. My sugar's low. I can't breathe. Pull a mama cat. <laughs> Chomping on a, a wing. See, that's what you should have done for one of your looks. Just stop in the middle. Just start pulling out condiments <laughs> and bread. Well, who's to say I don't? Ooh. You'll have to tune in to see. We will. We yeah. will. <laughs> okay, so that's your geeky. No, that's but I have to ask you then, since okay. we're talking about this. All right. Who's your favorite companion and I why? I was just about to ask you that. Oh, see, Oral and I have a, a slight disagreement mm. here because he hates my me. favorite. Oh. Who's your favorite? Rose. But I hate, I hate, yeah. I call her chiclet too. <laughs> you know what, I, I just, I hate that 
fucking important is an attribute that gets you on the target. <laughs> I hate the fact that she was such a damsel in distress all the time. Mm. I, I did not care for her. I understand why a lot of people do. My husband and I actually have this argument all the time. He's so Team Rose. Yeah. So, Team Rose. And I can't stand her. Well, okay. Uh, let me defend. defend I'm going to let you. I get I get everybody's point. I get the damsel in distress. I get the, the plucky and poor. This is the thing. Don't forget the chiclet teeth. The chiclet teeth. <laughs> that wasn't until she came back in season four. <laughs> when she got those teeth fixed to chiclet. I don't know. Oh, I'm in trouble. Help me. Where's Mickey? So, before she became a call girl, you need to fix the teeth. <laughs> Um, and they always, they say the same thing with the doctor is that when you first get into Doctor Who, like you, a lot of times, especially with new Who, that the doctor you enter with is your doctor. And that's yeah. kind of the one that's always, and I started with the reboot. So well, Eccleston, see, I did too, but I don't like Eccleston. You don't. I think he's exactly what we needed to get the series back going, but I, I don't, I didn't care for him and oh. I still don't. See, I loved him. Um, Barrowman and and Billy Piper, like that trio, yeah. was amazing. Those last mm-hmm. two episodes, the parting of the ways, like I still it just gets me. The whole um, John Barrowman can do no wrong. Oh my god, Ooh, none. He was so I I met him for all of about twelve seconds while we took a picture. So amazing, <laughs> just so amazing. But it was like you know when when Jack gives the Doctor a kiss and you know like that that whole scene. The scene at the end with, like, I just, that was what. Was How about like, Torchwood? I'm, I'm all about Torchwood. Okay, Torchwood was so good, season one, and then halfway through season two, it just turned into a different show. Yeah. yeah. And they started killing off all my favorite people. I couldn't Wait, deal with it anymore. I needed a Xanax or a Zoloft. When Yanto died, uh-huh. I was officially done. Oh, uh, me too. He at least lasted a three to season three. That yeah. Went, he at least made it that yeah. far. The. Half the other cast, though. It was so was good. Sad. When it was good, it was so good. Yeah. I'm not an Eve Miles fan. I don't like Gwen. I could have done without her. Yeah. I liked her husband. Well, yeah. He, he was, was delicious. Yeah, that's right. He um, was. But who's your favorite? Well, no, you have okay. to tell me first. First, my, who's your favorite doctor? My favorite doctor is Matt Smith. Um, I really like Matt Smith because he gives you that like dorky sort of professor feel where, you know, you never thought he was making fun of you. He was having fun with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite companion is Donna. Donna's my favorite because they had more of a brother sister relationship and she is, is she has the attributes that I've always been told. I'm loud. I can be obnoxious. I have a heart of gold, and I'll give you the shirt off my back. Oh, I don't want it, but thank you. <laughs> I don't look good in pink. Don't go with my red hair. Um, would you like to see, like, Matt Smith and and Donna together? I, I would. I You know what? I wonder how that would be, though, I because of the age do, gap. Yeah, I don't know if it would have worked as well. Um, and to this day, like, I can't, I can't watch her exit without getting emotional. That's probably the saddest. Yeah. Cause you know, and that's the thing. That's what makes me so mad when people are all about, oh, like Rose lost the love of her life. That bitch got a doctor on a world that wasn't going to have any more problems. Uh-huh. Like, fuck up. Donna had to forget everything. <laughs> she would have rather die. She would have rather die. Exactly. But, but, but it's not sad for her. 
because she doesn't remember. It's sad for all of us who watched it because we know. No, because the she, there's, there's parts where she does remember. You see that. Well, like it, the next time you see her, but it's you like, see that. It's like, it, it's when we have those deja vu moments. Deja vu? De- <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> or the one that just keeps putting on. We're going we're gonna to make this happen. Hashtag deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Rue. <Roo. laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rue is the new spandex, is what the show's going to be called at the end of this. I don't know. Um, so, but it's, it's those flickers of it feels familiar for her, is, is more what it is. Yeah. Because she can't remember. If she remembers her brain fucking melts. You know, it, it's one of those things. It's the same point where seeing Smith with Donna, seeing Eleven with Donna would be weird. And I think that's part of the reason. And I think it, as much as I like Clara, and I do like Clara, and I know people... I like her. Yeah. Yeah. There's mixed mixed emotion on her. Um, I think Capaldi would have been better served with a brand new companion. I I think he would have been better with a clean slate because you've got that remnants. And the fact that they had to do fan service and have fucking Matt Smith call at the end of like at the end of the first episode from from season eight Mm -hmm. to ease people into the fact that he's not there anymore like to me that just felt like a disservice to Capaldi you know I feel like he's a disservice to the entire series (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) but I don't send him hate mail (laughs) I'm not a member of the Doctor Who subreddit I would have to say that, well, my favorite doctor, of course, is, is David Tennant. I love him. I love everything about him. And I think that Matt Smith was a, a very good successor to him. I feel like he was the logical progression. But my favorite companion is Martha. Oh. I love her because she was her own woman. There was nothing damsel in distress about her. Mm-hmm. She was just as strong as he was, if not more. And I really, really, really appreciated that. But I also love Donna's grandfather. I was going to say, if there was any part of Dr. season Keller. four that made me really sad was when Wilfred gets caught in that, that, mm-hmm. that box. Yeah. And has to, and then Tennant has to like switch out with him and he doesn't like, that was more heart wrenching for me than any of like the Donna having her memory erased. It's because you're a cold, heartless bitch. <laughs> well, I'm, but that's okay. I've never been accused of anything less <laughs> <laughs> or more <laughs> yeah. or more. Um, but it's also the same with, um, Rory's dad. Yeah. Like, I felt so much, I, I loved Rory, didn't like Amy. Me too. Well, I liked her, but I felt like she really overstayed her welcome. Yeah. It's like, we should have got rid of her a long time ago. But when they brought his dad into it, and then, like, the, the whole thing when they got put back in time, like, it just, there was that piece of it that I just felt, my heart went out to him, because when you know a bit of what's going on, but you're not a part of it all. Mm. You're not that, like, it just, it gave a different feel where they knew what they were getting into. They constantly went through all these things where the Wilfred and, and I don't remember Rory's dad's name, but, um, they basically just had like that little, that little cusp of what was going on. And then to like have this happen, like they have to deal with a lot more emotional yeah like just bam right in your face yeah i get that completely now my only thing with martha is she was strong and independent after she left him 
because the entire season two or season three, I'm sorry, when she came in, she was the rebound chick. And she was like, I'm going to make puppy dog eyes at you because you're cute. And oh, like God, you. but she's beautiful. She is. But then, and then when, but when she came back and was part of Unit, that bitch took, took no names. And then she got with Mickey. But, 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 but. At the end of her time as a companion, when she had to go around the world and pass this, like, that was so incredible and so strong. And I think that that was so brilliant. That's what really, like, cemented her as my favorite. Oh, yeah. No, I. That bitch will get shit done. I agree. You got to turn it over to a strong black woman if you want some good shit to get done. (laughs) Uh, So, so that's our, our geeky part of this. And now, now (laughs) with all of our, all of our drag queens we have in studio, because the, the random, you know, 4 a.m. interviews on the side of OBT, Oral doesn't usually get to be a part of, even though this is his show. It's, we gotta do what we gotta do, baby. Mm-hmm. When, when Ben Delacreme is staying four doors down from you with the gardens. <laughs> hey, what's going on? I can understand. Okay. Room service. I talk to you now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you had any advice for say, you know, a, a nondescript, <laughs> not in the room. Air quotes around that. Yeah. <laughs> Person who may want to, you know, dip a, a toe into the world. A stiletto, if you will. <laughs> um, what is the best advice you can give them? Just do you. Just be honest. If you're honest, then the world will see that and the world will embrace you. If you try to become a character, they're going to shut you out because everybody can see through a fake. Everybody. Just do you, boo. <laughs> I mean, I guess that. And wear some couch cushions on that ass, all right? You need to pat out. Hide that boy body. That irritates the shit out of me. Start with the shape of Africa. Whittle from there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the dog is now dragging you around the room the is caught in the, the chair. Underneath the chair. <laughs> I didn't know we had special effects and shit. <laughs> Is the only one we could afford. <laughs> so we take a collection of $25.55 from all of us. Um, okay, well, be myself. I mean, oh, I thought this was for your friend. Oh, shit, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, oh, if I was giving you advice, I said, no, bitch, don't. <laughs> don't try it. Don't try it, Miss Silly. Well, you know, I'll open up my own, you know, one size fits all pit <laughs> store in the town. I'll do pretty well for myself. In Miss Steely's pants. <laughs> well, I think with that, because we have we have stolen you for so long, and I That's know you okay. gotta you gotta jump on a a plane. So I gotta be at the airport at five o'clock in the morning so I can go to Michigan. I'm working with um, Alaska and Sharon Needles and Darian Lake. Um, they can be in the same detox. Movie. I guess so. Ooh, I guess. All right. <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> plus, uh, Trixie Mattel from my season, myself and Michelle Visage. We're doing a big killer queen show tomorrow. Awesome. Oh, nice. So I'm excited. I don't even know what I'm doing for it yet. <laughs> I gotta go see what isn't like nasty and crusty from the first leg of the tour and <laughs> see what's washable. I'm so excited to meet Michelle Visage when she gets here. In I love her. Can I tell you how much I love Michelle Visage? She's incredible. It's nice to meet Rue. Rue is a wonderful spirit. Rue is very nurturing. But Michelle Visage is really like the mother hen of that entire show. 
She loves all of us girls, even if she has disagreements with us, mm. even if she doesn't like what we are doing or the choices that we are making. She is still there for us, and she's our biggest supporters, our biggest cheerleader. Um, even if she's going, God, I love you, but your hair contour sucks. Like <laughs> she's very much that. And you know, when you actually get a little bit of one on one time with her, it you realize what a beautiful spirit she is. I love her. I can't say enough good things about her. Now, do you, okay. And, and you may not be able to answer this, but, um, do you get to interact with her during the taping? Cause I know on the podcast, the what's the tea podcast, she has said that they try to sequester her away from you guys because they don't want her to get to know you behind the scenes. That way her, her critiques can kind of stay just for, for I'll that. I'll just say, you don't get to talk to anybody unless they want you to talk to them. Gotcha. Um, that's about all I can say about that. But when you do finally get to speak with Michelle, um, I think you're going to love her as much as I do. She's just a wonderful, wonderful spirit. I'm, I'm so excited. Like, I mean, working at the Parliament House, I'm the, the staff photographer there, and mm -hmm. now some of the queens are actually starting to remember me. I mean, it only took Tyra like six times meeting me to fucking remember <laughs> me. Hi, Tyra. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> She's been back by game night before. It's, it's, it's fun. When are you going to have me on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I do. <laughs> uh, oh. Every time you do that impersonation, I just think she's like, I'm just tired. I'm tired of all the ugliness. <laughs> oh God! Oh, but so I I met I met most of the queens that have that have rolled through Parliament House in the last two years. Mm -hmm. Um, but Michelle isn't you know has doesn't really do most you know any of that mm -hmm. stuff. So Battle of the Seasons rolls through on April first. Mm -hmm. No, we got our we got our seats because bitch ain't standing for for that entire show. So wait until <laughs> April first comes around and they go April Fools. The bus broke down again. <laughs> <laughs> We're still in Panama City. Because oh. uh, yeah, I saw that I saw that on Reddit because I troll Reddit and read all the terrible things they say about. Oh, you're the one that I read about. <laughs> Oh, that was you. Oh, <laughs> I, I, re I, I, I read a couple of the like the the fan fiction like. Oh, see, I don't go into that. So, and one of them, because um, Jinx has commented on some of some on mm -hmm. some of those, but there was one um, one commenter that uh, made a comment about one of the season seven queens uh, that reads all the the Reddit stuff, and I was like, I wonder, I could see Ginger being that. Being oh, but I don't even hide it. I just go in there, hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell that, like, if it's a good read, I will reward them. I'll be like, bitch, yes, that's funny. And if it's bad, I'll be like, mm, that's terrible. You're probably 14 and cut yourself at night to Enya. Let me tell you how to actually read somebody. <laughs> so then I'll go off on a tangent and read myself for an hour. And they're like, stop. Stop, girl. You're pretty. You're pretty and you're funny and you're talented. We're sorry. <laughs> I just have a lot of feelings, <laughs> but none in my fingers. Um, what was I even talking about? Oh, no, I was about, so I was reading through, I might have been Reddit or Facebook or something, and the Battle of the Seasons tour bus broke down. So they were all like stranded on the side of the road, like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> they were serving you some drag realness, hunty. Um, and they had to get a new bus to come and pick them up. I just thought it was funny. Wow. We'll move on. I just thought it was hysterical. Uh, I'm hoping I can get to, I'm going to try to work that event because I wasn't paying $100 for a meet and greet with 
five queens that I've probably all <laughs> met and I mean Michelle Visage, great, but I wasn't paid a hundred dollars. But I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to work that event. So one good thing about having try some it. sort of connections in the town. <laughs> I, I love her. We're actually signed to the same management company, oh, Michelle that's and awesome. I. Yeah. And, um, well, Pro- Producer Entertainment Group produces the Battle of the Seasons tour. Gotcha. So we're all connected. Mm. It's one big family, I oh. guess. <laughs> that's what they say in the therapist's office. All right. So Sundays at Hamburger Mary's. Sundays when you, when you're Mary's. in town, when you're not globe trotting. <laughs> um, every Friday night, we do Facebook Fridays. At Hamburger Mary's, which is the one and only interactive drag show in the entire country. We have Facebook Live on all the screens, and you get to pick the show. We don't know what we're doing until you pick it, and they press play, and we come out. So if it's terrible, it's your fault, and it's usually all your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Then every Saturday, I'm at the... Well, not every Saturday, but most Saturdays, I'm at the Ultra Lounge in Cocoa Village for um, the Fabulous Follies, or whatever the fuck they call it now. I don't know. I just show up. I love them. I get drunk. Every Sunday is Broadway Brunch, which we've been there for three years, and for all three years, we've been voted the number one brunch in the entire Southeast. Nice. And it's a huge show. It's not just drag. It's, It's more like... The Sunny and Cher show because it was very, very well done. Thank you. There's two or three of us cross dressers plus some singers, yeah. and we've got a cast of anywhere between five and fifteen dancers. Yeah, every week. So we do big productions, um, and then every Wednesday for Bingo at Parliament House. Bingo untucked. Bingo untucked. Because I'm sitting at the bar with the rest of you bitches, <laughs> so I'm not tucking. Basically, <laughs> speaking of untucked, did I tell you untucked is like. It's an online series this yeah, year. They just announced it today. That's pretty, that, that's interesting, which, which is great because, I mean, you'll be doing your official viewing party at Hamburger Mary's on Monday night. Yes. Oh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had to be somewhere Monday night. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know where I am when I wake up. I wake up going, where am I? Whose house is this? Why don't I have panties? <laughs> I mean, I did that before Drag Race, but now, now it's really bad because I never know, like, it's hard to keep up with it. I, I mean, when I was younger, I toured with musical theater. I, I played Oliver and Oliver. I played one of the brothers and Joseph and the Macy's had a color dream coat. Um, and I did all those kinds of tours, but I haven't done it for years. My memory is shot. There have been a lot of alcoholic beverages between then and now. And I, I've really tried to, I found myself over the last week or so really having to pay attention to my calendar and and Google shit. Look at Google, where am I? <laughs> Ginger, you are in New York City. I was just in Chicago four hours ago. So, it, I mean, it, it's been interesting, and I'm trying to get back into the swing of it. So if I miss a booking, just sit there. I'll be there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Monday nights, um, which which is actually kind of good that they moved on talk. It's good and it's bad. Because it's great that it, you know, when it's on television. Um, but it, because I work Monday night, so I won't be able to attend. Mm-hmm. I'll be at the Parliament House, but we're going to be watching and cheering on all of you guys at the Bear Den as well. Awesome. Which you wouldn't think that the Bears, you know, want to do it, but you got a bunch of bears and a bunch of geeks that are all. Well, I like to call myself Mama Bear. You know, yeah. I, I am a bear. I take this shit off and I'm just as hairy as the rest of you. You will usually you could see it through the makeup. <laughs> Not even gonna lie. Oh, hi, Willem. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm a little bit better at shading than that. But um, <laughs> no, it. I I am very much into the bear community. Into the bear community. Um, they're my people. So 
I would hope that they would support me. Yeah, for sure. So we're gonna be we're gonna be doing that, but but it's good because I I do game night. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, ten o'clock, we gonna start these games up and go because we get you know we have a good crowd out there yeah. on Monday nights. And um and somebody was like, well, what about Untucked? Now I can go. Okay, bitch, you can just go watch it on YouTube later on. Well, and <laughs> what the article said was, it's going to prem- each episode is going to premiere Tuesday mornings at nine a.m. Oh, okay. So you won't even be able to go and watch it even if you wanted to until the next day. Okay, well, that's good. I think that's good. I think I'll stretch it out, give people a little bit more what they want, make them want it more. That's what I always say is just stretch it out, make me want it more. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you guys could be in the room right now to see these people. They're making me very uncomfortable in my workplace. So many flashbacks. <laughs> you can't call it Nom, Carla. You weren't in Nom. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you so much, Ginger Minge. Oh, thank you for having me. Good to be had once in a while. Oh, it, it has been a pleasure. I haven't laughed this hard in so long. <laughs> thank you so much. And best of luck to you on the race, girl. Thank you. And with, you know what, listeners, I'm not even going to lie. I don't even know when the next episode of Dragons and Hispanics is coming back. But we will be back. I swear to you, we will be back. You got two things going wrong for you right there. You on drag time and CPT. (laughs) So it could be in another day. It could be four months from now. But y'all are going to get it and you're going to love it just as much because it'll probably be me again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are more than welcome to come back. I mean, come on. Our our local queens, we love them. You know, we've had... Chantel, we've had Divine Grace. Um, we had Beyonce, who was up in. Yeah, the- I, me and Anthony went to beauty uh, school together. Uh, she we- finished the course, and I was too poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you this story before I go. I know we've been trying to say bye for an no, hour. I just feel I'm bad. Look, I will let you talk with. I know you might have shit to do. I don't know. You might have ordered a pizza. It might be here in a minute. I hope you did, because I'm hungry. My blood sugar's low. Um, no, Anthony Beyonce. Um, we were in beauty school together in Eustis over at the Lake Technical Center. And my very first day there, the, uh, the teacher, she gave us an hour and a half for lunch because I was the new student. So they took me to the Golden Corral that had just opened up right across the street. And we're going through the line and I get what I think are chicken nuggets. They turn out to be scallops and I'm highly like deathly allergic Uh-oh. to seafood. So I bit into this scallop and I spit it out. I My first day was my last day for like two months because I was in the hospital, oh unable to breathe on tubes. <laughs> I said, if you didn't like me, bitch, you didn't have to try to kill me. <laughs> Just take my scissors or something. I don't know. So that's a, that's how we met. And we've been friends ever since. He now does my mother's hair. Nice. I yeah. Love well, I don't love her hair, but he does it. <laughs> He learned how to cut hair in Lake County. Come on, it can't be that good. I'm just kidding. I love it. Love you. Oh, well, you guys will be hearing this episode. Um, if you download it right when it comes out, you'll be hearing it on March 2nd, which is the premiere of season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race. So make sure you tune in 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. 9 p.m. Hashtag Team Big Girl. Hashtag Team Beanbag Chair. Hashtag <laughs> Cross Dresser for Christ. Hashtag Glamour Toad. Hashtag Team Ginger Minge. Hashtag Team Ginger for the win. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hashtag butter and all. 
here with my ladies and gentlemen. We're out. <laughs> Bye. That was Tyra. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 